The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. Our show is about everything that has to do with surfing. The culture, the music, the art, and the sport itself. No matter where you're from, no matter what you do, get ready to get stoked. Now here are your hosts, JJ and the Doctor. Yo, we're here live. This is Reverend JJ in the studio from oh. Getting Old Shop. And this is got? the Cave Doctor. And let me tell you something, you're at Surf Talk Show. Right here in San Clemente, coolest spot to be on the planet, even with June Gloom. Okay, so uh, <laughs> welcome our guest today. We've got Dino Andino, uh, world famous professional surfer extraordinaire, and Han Silstra from Deep Water and Soul Surfer extraordinaire. And uh, we got these guys in the studio. What's up, guys? Right. What's going on, man? Good to see you guys. It's cruising. How are you guys doing today? Good, pretty good, good, man. Feels, uh, you know, we got a little crack in the sun, and it's uh, pretty nice when when you when it kind of peaks out, and and you know we're starting to the seasons are changing, and we're feeling it. Gosh, it's been like weeks since we've seen the sun around here, but uh, you're right. Today it kind of cracked open. I forgot what that thing looked yeah, like. Yeah, it came out early for for lately. It's early today. Gosh, <laughs> yesterday afternoon it came out at my six o'clock run, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, I did 90 million stairs yesterday. And he good. counted. 90 million. 90 million. <laughs> and so last week we had some pretty controversial subjects going on here. We talked about GMOs and some, some kind of crap, Monsanto and stuff like that. And hopefully we'll get in and tear into some different topics. I'm out surfing yesterday with uh, Dino and just a group of just absolute all-stars from San Clemente. And uh, we, we had what? Aussie guy out there that lives here now, Yay Nickel. And I'm just listening in on some of these conversations about these guys being crazy Australians and boom, boom. And next thing I know, I'm getting some freaking topics of Luke Davis getting slugged in the face by Mick Fanny. Uh, <laughs> out on a, out for fun. Out just, you just, just for fun. go. You choose which Australians you decide to party with. Because once they get rolling, they're going to get a little nutty. Crazy Australian country Austra- Aussies. So it's a friendly slug. Oh, yeah. yeah. You didn't even remember slugging them. One of those slugs. It's like, dude, really? Yeah, it's all good, Mike. Good on you, man. Good on you, Mike. Um, just because, uh, you know, I don't know. I think you got to pretty much be careful with anyone you go drinking with, not just Aussies. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, let's steer away from the drinking thing if we could. Well, I think, I think when you have, uh, you know, certain individuals that are so focused and so dedicated to what they're doing and, and just pushing so hard all the time that sometimes when they go to release all that energy out and they're not really, you know, they're not immune to it, they're not used to just, you know, having a few, you know, cocktails and kind of letting it loose, then you then you see the other side and then, and then it really, they can even black out. And I think that's what happens sometimes with some of the guys that are, that are really, you know, high-level athletes. They kind of black out and they go to another place and release all that energy, and then they come back, focus themselves, and get back going again. 
in Mick's case, would that be when Eugene shows up? <laughs> <laughs> he literally has another name for that other personality. You know what I told? Yeah, you know what I told Luke? I go. I told Luke. I go. Hey, that must mean he likes you because if if you're the guy he's focusing on when he's when he's another person, you're you're probably on the short list. Yeah, you're his boy. Kind of, yeah, that's cool. Where was that? I think he said they were in Bali. Yeah, they were in Bali on a on a reef photo trip, and they were having some fun. And Luke's like Luke's his his favorite surfer, his favorite guy, and then all of a sudden, you know, Mick's just kind of hammering him a little bit. Probably probably really wants to hammer him. Anyways, in a heat, in a heat. He, no, no, not in a heat. Anyways, saying hey, you know, maybe. Get on tour. Get, get busy. Yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. doesn't really say it when he's Mick. When you when he's when Eugene comes out, he might have the, you know, feel like it's time to say it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really cool. You know, he kind of slaps him around literally, and uh, hopefully it will uh, do something to Luke. Because I mean, I think we'd all like to see him buckle down and try to get on tour. The question is, is that's going to happen? I don't know. You know, uh, one thing I would like to ask, you know, along those lines is. And we talk about this every year, I think, at the midpoint is, who are the guys that are coming up? You know, like, who do you think, two questions along those lines, you know, who are the guys coming up that you think will seed into next year's 2016 WSL Championship Tour? Well, if I, if I was, if you were to ask me my opinion, I think that um, the Gadowskis brothers are right at the top of my list. You know, even either one of them or both of them, Tanner and Tanner and Pat. Mm-hmm. I think Tanner got kind of screwed on the the year. He actually qualified the year before they, the year before they went to the midway cutoff. Right. So he yeah. qualified and then got and had a mid year cutoff halfway through the year, and um, you know, being competitor and and joining the tour, you're a low seed, so you get. You know, if you look back at his at his half a year where he was and what his scores were, he had huge scores. But he's up against guys like Mick Fanning, Kelly Slater, because he was a low seat. And to only have half of a year to do that. Well, they abolished that rule from then on. Yeah. From the from then on, so he never really got a fair Full shake. Chance, yeah. And I think he's walking around with that. Yeah. And he's got some thunder in his thighs, and I think it needs <laughs> oh, yeah, No yeah. question there. You know, yeah. then, well, the same thing. Nate Yeomans was in here a few weeks ago, and he, the same thing happened to him. Yeah. Exact same year, same thing. And I feel like he kind of has carrying that same burden. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Tanner. I mean, obviously, there's Pat and Tanner. That's really. They're you one know, of the excellent. same. I they're think, one, <laughs> if not both, that's what yeah, I said. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. They're triplets, but they're one of the same. They're they're basically one, <laughs> really, what we want to say is it's really one guy with three masks. Okay? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Okay? But uh, so who, who else? Well, I mean. Um, that's fresh, that has never been on tour, that's young and coming up, that we might actually, you know. Is there a great American hope? Let's just go Well, I think, uh, well, a lot of people debate me on this. And, uh, and I, I feel strongly about it, and I felt this way for a long time. And I don't know if it's this year, but I think Evan Geiselman is is a kid that I think should be up in the mix. And um, he's got one decent result already this year. And I think that I've been he's got a new sponsor, and he's got some new energy going on. And he was out in the water yesterday. And I just feel like he's, I don't know, I just feel like it's been a few years since he's been in the mix. And I think that something tells me that he's going to have a go at it. I also think Connor Coffin's another kid that I think, once he did make the tour, could do really well, and I think that he he's right on the edge. I think he could be a guy that's in the mix. And then you got, you know, you got some Australia. Jack Freestone's another guy. I think it's really um, someone that I think is going to make the tour. I think Jack Freestone's going to make it this year. So yeah. that's that's kind of me. That's kind of my picks. I mean, yeah, know, I think that those all those guys are very very 
deserving and and uh, not not necessarily with Evan. I think if he if he pushed a little harder, I think he would definitely be on the top of that those those guys' mm-hmm. list. But I think those me, are all good calls. Yeah, those are all yeah, totally legitimate. Sure. We haven't heard much from Evan lately, but he, like you said, he's got one decent result this year. And I think up until two or three years ago, he was kind of that kid that was, you know, to some degree, kind of right there with brother, you know, on some level, just pushing each other. And I mean, I would say my critique is he's kind of flicky, but I mean, if he gets a little more power and just really gets buckled down, he's definitely someone that should probably come out of America and, you know. Put- well, the, the, well, the thing is that you have these, all these South Americans and um, what well, real quick before I go to that, one more guy, I think it's that I think it would do well as Ezekiel Lau. I think he's another guy oh, yeah. that I think that he really, Gosh. he's, I think he's a kid that should make the tour. Me and too. when he does, I yeah. think he'll do really well. Me but too. but I, what the problem is, is that a lot of these, a lot of the American kids and, you know, they're, they're doing things because they feel like they have to instead of because they really, really want to and cherish the moment. And that's the hard work. South Americans love the hard work and the, and the Americans and especially you know, West Coast and East Coast kids, they seem to really, uh, they feel they, they do, they do it because they feel like they have to. Whereas that's, that's the difference between Nat Young, who loves to work hard, and some other guys that I won't mention that, that are just kind of super talented, but don't relish the opportunity to really work super hard. And I think that once they figure out that they're, they're going to have to and they enjoy that journey to work hard, then that's when they really, their potential blossoms. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what they're absolutely. talking about now, right? The, the Brazilian storm, if they want to call yeah. it. I mean, a lot of thing comes from that, I think, is because how hard they worked. They came from favelas. They were poor. They had nothing. And they got a chance. And now it's their they're way out really, of the, it's their way out of the yeah. favelas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they work kinda, hard. They we do work hard. Credit, yeah. The work ethic is unbelievable. I mean... You Believe see that. The, the, yeah, oh the appreciation. There you the, go. The, the appreciation of having the opportunity to work hard is where you just go, wow, this is like so inspiring. It is. They love it. They don't go, oh, man, I got to go to the gym and oh, I got to freaking go surf this way because I'm not good at it. And I got to go to Chopu because I'm not good at it. They love it. They just, they just, they just thank God. And they just, they just, and it's really like for me, like, I love the guy that works super hard, so it's, you know. Yeah. Because I always had the guy, you know, I had Archie next to me who was triple, you know, 300 times more talented than myself and a lot of other guys. And in order to get to where any of these guys that were that had the talent, you have to you have to grind it out. And these South Americans, they're they're amazing at it. They grind it. They grind it. And it shows. It shows in their surfing. It shows in their competition. When things get tough in a competition, those guys rise to the top nine out of ten times. I don't know what happened in Fiji, but... Uh, that was just a, one of the strangest contests I've ever watched. And I watched every heat, and it was just like, whoa, what is going on? You see Kelly, brother, a half dozen guys, Mick, every, ripping, massive heats, and, and, then, and then losing out like 13th, 9th, you know, still in the final. I was just like, wow. And then you had Owen. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, I think wow. it's, you know, I think oh, if you're right. Oh, my God. That was unreal. You know, for me, I think it's just... If you're a guy that's a younger guy and you're putting every single thing you can into it spiritually, mentally, physically, and you're you're laying it all out there, you're putting it all out on the table, all your cards out, and you're giving it everything, if you lose, I don't think you should be that bummed because you know you keep your you keep to the grindstone, keep working, it's gonna come. It's gonna pay off, yeah. It's the up and down roller coaster 
BS that's, I think it's, you know, you, you're trying to get a quick fix out of these things. Oh, I'm going to be grindy this week because I want to win this next week. It's like, like now, like that's why I use him as an example because I think he's just, he's the way he is because that's who he is. And he lost like five or six contests in a row last year. And he just stuck to his guns all the way through all last year at the end, all the way through the offseason into this year. And he didn't change one thing because he likes it. And then he comes bang, bang, three-thirds this year. No, and that's the, that's the, the consistency that I think that the non-wavering life changes that, are, that make guys fulfill their, the most of their talent. Yeah, very well said. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot to be said about that. I mean, these guys that just work their asses off and stick through it, through the thick and thin. That's that's the thing. Come back from a loss, boom, still hitting it just as hard. Come yeah. back from a win, hitting it just as hard as if you lost. So. Yeah, that's emotionally challenging and, and definitely got to be, you know, something that really tests your character in the long run. But at the end of the day, I mean, just like any sport, I mean, you know, if we're talking about basketball, which we just watched the finals, I mean... We're talking about, you know, any sport we want to bring up. I think it's the guys that work the hardest. Obviously, you have to start with natural talent. But, I mean, at the end of the day, what's going to separate the best from those even with the most natural talent is probably those people who work the hardest. We were just talking about LeBron's off-day work schedule (laughs) the other day. It was the most crazy thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, my, this guy on his off-day does more than five of us put together on our on-day. I mean, it's pretty incredible, you know. But, uh, yeah. Interesting, too, to take a look at the, the Americans, you know, East Coast, West Coast, is that they, they I mean, they life take is, it for granted. They, they, things, life they is good. Life, life is good, good. exactly. Yeah. Life is very good. appreciate it. Like Maybe a, too good. Yeah, yeah, too good, exactly. We're going to go to a commercial break here, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. And uh, stay stoked. Yeah. Whee! Yeah, I know. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. To reach the show today, please call 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. You can also shoot us an email to surftalkshow at gmail.com. Now back to the sickest talk show on the planet. All right, we're back. JJ here, Cave Doctor. And uh, Dino and Hans, and we are going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, other side of the comp- competition factors, the kind of the soul, kind of gnarly guys that are out there that are just insane that you hear these stories about, which we talked about during the break. Uh, you know, some crazy guy from Hawaii, and, you know, this guy's super rad, and Hans knows him. Let's go, let's go into that a little bit, where we were, where we left off. How did you, how did you come about running into that guy, Dino? Well, I, I ran into... Um a guy by the name of Chris Marseille and um, one of my best friends is sitting next to me, Hans Silstra, who's joined in on us with this conversation. And, uh, you know, I'd say about 20, 23 years ago or so, um, he came back from Kauai, he spent some time on the island of Kauai, and he was telling me about this this guy that was just some unknown random guy over there on, on Kauai that was just an amazing, amazing talent. He was just blown away. He said, at that time, he said it was the best surfer he ever seen in his life. <laughs> and you have to, you know, I mean, I'll let, I'll let Hans talk about it more, but, you know, Hans has hung around, you know, Tom Curran, you know, his, yeah, and all these really radical surfers. And at that point, he'd never seen anything like this guy from Kauai who was virtually unknown to anyone outside, outside of Kauai. And, and then I ran into him about two weeks ago at Riviera, and I... And the light bulb just went off. The light switch went on, and I'm like, "Wow, you're Chris Marseille." And, and I proceeded to ask wow. him questions, and it was pretty cool. I was I was like stoked to meet him because I heard so much about him from Hans, and Hans is not real, just you know, super outgoing on talking about how everyone rips. But uh, this guy, he was just super inspired. Wow, cool, Hans. So uh, you know, really stoked to have you here today. Just want to tell Thanks, the world man. how much I personally love your music has so much feeling and just so much soul you're welcome yeah i just say that truly from my heart i've listened to you guys so many times for so many years and honestly i love you guys music and it's really an honor for me to have you here today and i'd like to talk to you because i personally consider you one of the most stylish soulful kind of groove type surfers that i've ever seen from this town i would put you in the category with like mark shira and certain people that i just think really kind of just have a lot of style, like really fluid style. So for me to be able to be on my show and ask you about surfers that influence you in your life, style-wise, not only the way they surf, but maybe the way they live, surfer musicians even, just whatever, like coming up, you know, who who would that be for you? Um, well, definitely Tom Curran. I was around him a lot, um, which was a great opportunity for me. Um, just being close with the Merrick family because... Al Merrick's wife, Terry, was originally from San Clemente. I don't know if too many people know that, but she's she's a San Clemente girl. Came, went to San Clemente High School with my mom. It's her best friend. Wow, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> so that's, that's cool. why we were such close friends growing up. And, you know, Tom was with Al at, at pretty much everywhere for a while there. You know, they, they yeah. were like family. So I got to grow up around him, and I was influenced by him a lot. And... Um, I mean, musically as well, because I know he's a musician and plays music also. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably have, actually have to say that he's 
the reason I got interested in music too. Because wow. he was uh, he was always uh, playing drums, but um, you know, I remember he started bringing guitars with him on trips yeah. and stuff, and playing, showing me stuff, and he sounded good. You know, his voice was good. He was a good singer. He's um, he's a great singer and stuff. I don't know. Too many people know that either, but the guy's got a good voice. <laughs> what, what was it like having him stay at your house, like when you were like young, pretty young, grommet style? It was um, incredible, you know. It was uh, like I mean, I was actually with him when um, the very his first OP Pro that he won, wow. you know, and that was his very beginnings of his career. Like we drove up there from my house here in San Clemente in a. Volkswagen swearback that he had. Yeah. It was all beat up. That was his <laughs> wow. car. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, it was just me and him. And I got to go to the event with him and just sit there in the competitor's area and watch him because he just, wherever he went, you know, he just kind of was like, hey, just, you know, sit over here, hang out, whatever, you know. <laughs> so I got to be a fly on the wall and watch him go all the way through that and, um, Oh my God! Drive home, Brad. Brad. you know. Walk back through the crowd with him and get in the car and drive home. I remember being in the living room of my house that day over on Valencia Street, and like I had his check. You know, you know they give you the big check. Yeah, it's the only time I've ever held one of those things. You know, but I was like, check this out. No way! Oh my God! It was only like four grand. You know, because that's how much they won back then. Do you remember what place. year that was? <laughs> what did he won? Oh, it was, was like eighty-six. It was eighty-two, I think. Maybe eighty-three. Who did he beat? Oh my God! Was it was probably eighty-three. Yeah, it was eighty-three because his first year was eighty-two. And Shane, Shane Haran pulled a fast one on him, got an <laughs> interference on him, and then so he lost that one. And oh so the next God. year he came yeah. back and he made the final, and he won. And he won for like two or three years in a row after Who that. Who did he beat that first one that he won? Was it Aki? It might have been Joey Brand, because Aki yeah. you're right, came Joey just a little Brand. bit later. Right. Wow. Oh my yeah, Aki was a couple years later. Or it might have even been Shane, because he, he ended up Grand? Surfing against Shane later in one of those and winning, kind of getting <laughs> oh, revenge right. on him. You know? Did Shane pull like what Kelly did? This yeah, year? very similar. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, back in scumbag. Early, and he Shane was veteran. He'd already been, you know, runner-up in the world three times. He yeah. was like, here's this new kid. I think he kind of wanted to just. So, hey, you know, it's not going to be that easy for you. you know? Yeah, I'm not yeah. Just let you win this heat. You know? Yeah, I'm going to do pull, pull strategy. Yeah. yeah. Shane was on some like weird board, and Tom was probably mm. on the most beautiful out there, ripstick, right? Shane is like another one of my favorite surfers. Yeah, so absolutely. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I got a chance to meet him with Dino and, and spend some time with him. And Tell him about that story. That's, one of, the, that's one of the most soulful stories <laughs> We're ever. We're talking about Shane Haran here, Shane right? Shane Haran. Yeah. Um, you know, we used to, right across the street from where we are right now at the Miramar Theater, I remember, we, remember we'd all go to the movies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was an event here yeah, in town, yeah. you know, big, big deal when there was a surf movie. There wasn't videos, right? It was, it was a freak show, to look forward to. Yeah, freak you know? show. They four-walled movies tubes, back boobs then. Tubes, boobs, and tubes at the Miramar Theater. Exactly. Yeah. Shane Rand was pretty much the guy that I would see. There was a lot of good surfing in those movies, but he was the guy that I'd be like, God, the way he sits in the tube and bur- at Burley and stuff. Oh, my and God. Like, nice. just, yeah, I loved it. I loved his style. So when I got to go... Tell him this to is a great Australia story. With Dino, we met him. You know, because he's hanging out with these guys a lot. Cause he's they're all good friends. You know, so I was kind of stuck. <laughs> we we're staying right at Burley in the towers right there, and he's coming over. You know, <laughs> and one night we're we're all hanging out, and he's sitting there telling us a story about surfing against MR in the final there in Burley. Yeah, Burley. Okay. And Burley's behind him. I can, I'm like looking at him out the window. And Burley's behind him, and I'm watching him tell me the story. The story that we would see in the movie. You know, we yeah. saw those finals in the movies. They'd show those contests and stuff. You know, those Chris Beister movies. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And uh, 
So it was amazing. So I was, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of starstruck, actually. Yeah. yeah. Tell, him, really tell him cool, about man. the, tell him about the when when I left Australia. <laughs> so hey, Shane was always telling us, "Hey, you gotta come here and show." You know, he's he's he was an adventurer, and that, that that's why I really started really liking him even more because I saw this guy that had gone through this career and and he'd already been a competitive success, even though he didn't get the title. I wish he would have got at least one, but. He's still a successful competitive surfer. Huge, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Three seconds. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, exactly. highly, you know, successful. So, anyways, he, but he was so stoked to surf all the time and like explore. And I was like, look at this guy. Like, he's just as stoked as is more stoked than I am. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, like he's older than me, and he's like, he's not burned out. He's like amped. You know, so I always wanted to kind of hang out and see where he's going and stuff. So. Down, jump down the line, you know, Dean actually ended up leaving. I was supposed to leave with him, but some guys that we were staying with were like, hey, you could stay with me if you want to stay here for a while and stuff. And <laughs> Dino did me a favor and bought my truck and left me some money. And like, Yeah. You know, that made Bought your truck that you owned in Australia. That I, that I, no, I had one here. <laughs> oh, that's, like, I remember hey, that, yeah. I, he's like, I can give you money right now, and I'll just go home and take your truck. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> you know? So it was like, it, it was all set up. So I was there kind of solo for a while, and then I started exploring around and stuff, and a while had gone by, maybe a month and a half or so, and I was in Byron Bay staying, and I was I had been thumbing it down to Lennox, because I kind of found that I liked that spot a lot, and Hell yes. you know, and, and I could just thumb down there, and then I'd, I'd hitch right back to Byron and stay at this yeah, hostel. Yeah, pretty close, yeah. And uh, so I was doing that every day, and I was kind of running out of money, so I was going to have to leave that whole area, go, go to Sydney. But um, it was my last day that I was going to be able to go surf it, you know. And th- this guy, this guy, picks me up and he drops me off like in the middle of nowhere. He's like, "Well, I'm going down this road, mate. You know, I got to drop you off here." I'm like, "Really? Shoot!" So I was kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> All of a sudden, this other car comes pulling up, and I see this guy like looking at me, and it's Shane Rand. He's like, "Pulls no. up." <laughs> What? No you know? way. And he didn't even know it was me, really. He was pulling over for a surfer, like, because he saw a guy with a surfboard, and that's the kind of guy he is. You know? How cool oh, is that? Yeah. Brad. And so he told me that later. He's all, you know what, mate? I didn't even know that was you. I was pulling over for a surfer, you know? That's cool. And, uh, cool that? Yeah. Were you guys around, like, Broken Head, maybe, or somewhere? Exactly. We're like, like, you know how that's in between yeah. the two? So yeah. I was like, but Broken Head's kind of down. We're, I was still up on the highway. Uh-huh. And, you know, I have to go yeah, down. Have to go down, down that road, yeah. So I was up on the highway near, near Broken Head, though. Wow. You know? Okay. And uh which is a cool place. Really cool yeah. place. And but anyway, so so it's Shane Haran. So he, he I get I'm starting to get in the car and he's looking and then he looks and realizes it's me. He's like, What are you doing here, mate? And I said, I stay. <laughs> and then he looks at me, he's like, the best decision of your life. <laughs> and, and I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Where's Fatty? Because he knew he thought Fatty was supposed to stay. He had this operation that he was talking about. <laughs> and Shane was gonna get involved in it, you know. Oh, boy. And so I go, but but I go, no, Fatty, he took off, but he's like, Well, what are you doing? I go, I'm just surfing this. My last session at Lennox, and I got to go back. Da, da, da. And he's looking at his buddy. He's got this guy with him. They just been like doing doing a workout at the gym or something. And he's like driving. And he keeps looking over at the guy, and then the guy kind of looks around. And goes, "You want to stay at my place?" And Shane's looking at me in the rear view, like going, "Yes, yeah, say yes." <laughs> and uh, I go, "Well, I, what do you mean? You know?" He's like, "I live right on the point. You know, if you want to stay for." A, and Shane's like, there's going to be a swell. You can't leave now. No, you go. gosh. You know, you got to go. You got to oh, stay. Geez. I'm like, really? He's like, and he said, it's one step from heaven, mate. <laughs> oh, my And then I was God. like, oh, oh, I have pictures of it. The guy's right on the, 
you know, above the, the roads, he was on the inland side, but looting right down on the point. Of which point? Lennox. Good lord. Um, yeah, oh right at God. it. So I have pictures of him that Shane actually took a picture of me on the balcony but you can see the point in the background. Oh my. Okay, gosh. well here's what I'm claiming. Maybe we could at some point, you know, get that picture and put it on our website and focus That'd it. We'd awesome. like to be able to show the visuals yeah, yeah, yeah. of the things we talk That'd about on the show, insane. you know. Yeah. So you viewers if you're getting excited That's, about it, you know, oh at some point here in the near future on Surf Talk Show we're going to be able to show you visuals of this uh, close to heaven experience that Hans had over there with Shane Horan and his buddy. Yeah, insane. I mean, incredible. So, did you so see you guys get away? You know, talk to me. Uh, yeah, the story goes on for a while, actually. <laughs> I know I can't talk too long about no, it. No, but give us the yeah. goods. So, yeah, the swell is hitting. So, so all of a sudden you're on the road hitchhiking. One minute I'm on the road hitchhiking. The next, next minute, minute like, within 15 minutes of that, of me being <laughs> sitting there, like going, oh, no, like, like right kind of panicked. Yeah. I was standing no money. on the balcony, no money. Actually, I was like in debt. I, I, this guy was going to buy my wetsuit at the Byron at the Byron thing so that I could pay my debts before yeah. I left. Wow. You know? So I was uh, banking on that too. You to know? sell your wetsuit. Yeah. Wow. And so Shane's like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm at I'm at the house. He's like, how long do you want to stay? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of. I don't have any money. Yeah. So, okay, I'll loan you a little money. Um, just hang out. The swell is going to be good. I go, I got to go back and pay my bills at the Byron. He's like, you can take my car, you know, go just cruise back, take care of your business, come back, we'll have some dinner. The waves are going to be good tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I came pulling back up at the hostel, and I'd been hanging out with these all these English guys there, and we got a drink at the pub at night and yeah. stuff. And so they all, like, see me, like, every day I'd leave Hitchhike, and they see me pull up in this car. They're all sitting around playing <laughs> cards and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, what are you? I'm like, yeah, check it out, man. <laughs> like, what? I gotta pay my bill. I gotta. I'm staying at this house, and they're just all scratching their heads. Oh, oh my god! Really fun. And yeah. how did the waves get? Waves got insane. Surfed a solid swell. At Lennox. At Lennox, oh. like you know, solid overhead. Ooh. And um, you know, then being with those guys because his his friend was like serious local. The man, man. Oh, right yeah. there. Gosh. So I was. All of a sudden, I was like right outside with everybody. All week, I've been kind of like trying to get the scraps because the boys kind of <laughs> yeah, they dominate know. their spots. And yeah. so, right then, you know, then all of a sudden, I was out in the lineup, you know, with everybody. Ah. So that was cool. I stayed there for a few days. Um, that guy was going to be leaving his house, and Shane was going to be going somewhere else too. But he said, "Hey, I have this other friend." That lives down even closer to the point. You live like down <laughs> on the point. <laughs> I know this is true, man. It's awesome. So this other guy, Chris Brock, he was like an old Australian shaper. You know? I remember hearing. Yeah, that, right? yeah. He, was, yeah. he was a yeah. classic character. Yeah. You know? Very Shane well known. knows all these people because uh -huh. he's an Aussie legend too. Oh, of course, you know? yeah, he's yeah. yeah. incredible. So everywhere he went, you know, um, people were high fiving and just like, "Hey, Shane," you know, like store in the grocery store. Really just positive person. Really positive guy. Like I said, he was. He became one of my. He was already one of my favorite surfers, but I could say now he's one of my all-time just favorite surfers, mostly because of his stoke. And kind of a He's friend. He's stoked. It looks like, like yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's a friend. Guy. friend. And, That's and, insane. Yeah, if we're talking yeah. about soul kind of surfers, I, I, he came to my mind earlier when you said that nice. right away because I just thought, you know, his stoke after yeah. all these years. That's a really cool That's story. Incredible. Thanks for sharing that. You're here at here at uh, Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. And Dino and Dino and Hans Silstra. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to go to a break. We went over a little. Guys, you can take us out.
got it with 2.8 seconds left. To left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. We are broadcasting from the Phoenix studios at voiceamerica.com. Variety Channel, Going Global with Gas Man is the show that you are listening to. And joining me today is Sean Morley from the WWE, otherwise known as Val Venus, the big Val Boski. Hello, ladies. <laughs> and he's also got a third identification as well. He Absolutely. is Captain Cannabis. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the voiceamerica.com Variety Channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also shoot us an email to surftalkshow at gmail.com. Now back to the sickest talk show on the planet. We're back. JJ here with the shameless plug for the week. From our uh, supporter, our, our good friends, Wax Track. Uh, they are an innovator in wave riding traction. First product is patented, easily removable. That's the key here, guys. Easily removable vinyl sheet that just goes on your board. Then you wax it up. It's got these uh, raised patterns on it, so it creates nice bumps for you. More importantly, it's super easy to take off. I use the stuff. I, I mean, the stuff is so great that I'm thinking about ripping up the linoleum in my house and putting wax track down so I don't slip all over my entire house. That's how great this stuff is. It's insane. He's a believer, ladies and gentlemen. He's a believer. Okay. We, got, we got that, and we're, we want to thank Jed Knoll for letting us be at his beautiful shop here, an art gallery, which is always an honor to be here and, and just among uh, the legend, uh, legendary pictures of Greg Knoll and, and Big Wednesday and just crazy trunks from your favorite surfer, the cat. Mickey Dora, yeah, and just it's a it's a bitchin' place to be. If you're in town, come check it out. North end of San Clemente, right next to Knuckleheads, Rob Snyder's second home. <laughs> the hook, the and hook, a, <laughs> and across the street from the uh, once Miramar Theater that we all have just amazing memories amazing. of uh, childhood debauchery and uh, <laughs> just you know. We have stories for 18 episodes about the stuff that went on there, but it's kind of on par with, say, the surf theater in Huntington when you grew up and there was just surf movies before videos, and you would just, all the big, the whole town would come together, and we'd just have these amazing events, but we're right across the street from, you know, the old Miramar Theater, which still stands and is kind of a... It's just you know, so it just much to look there. at that yeah, thing, and the, the culture 
of surfing that that came out of that. Oh There's the God. what's the place down there in Encinitas or the the theater? It's called the La Paloma Theater in La Encinitas. La Paloma, man, that yeah. place I saw. That's where I saw uh, last saw Doc Paskowitz for the the movie that they were doing down there. Well, they have like futon couches on the side. Yeah, it's okay. Insane. And in the seventies, they served like everything you can imagine, all health food in there, and you could go in there with your girlfriend and just. Get busy watching the movie. So, uh, you know, that was always really fun. I mean, that lasted a long time. I mean, you can imagine walking down the side aisles of a movie theater, and instead of chairs on the on the each you know sides in the center, it was seats, but on the on the side it was futons with backrests. You're just like laying back on basically like. No, I don't want to get like too the new modern day that. theaters that we have now. Well, I mean, no, it wasn't like that. It was a little bit better. <laughs> well, it was just the '70s. You know, it was a free love time. But anyway, so uh, free love, uh, free love, which means you know we didn't pay. No, I'm just kidding. Because uh, we still oh, don't pay. Man. I don't know. Cave doctor coming out of the Oh pain. boy. Hey. So anyway, I wanted to ask Dino. Uh, first of all, I just want to give it up to Owen Wright. Oh my! For gosh. what he did the other day at Tavarua. Oh my! Oh god. my gosh. We were sitting down at my house watching it with Dino, Shane, and Fatty, and we were watching the heats, and it was funny because, you know, they're talking about Shane, who's pretty much the only guy, as far as I know, that ever got three tens in a heat, okay? And then, he, so he's, you know, they're talking about all these people that have had, you know, perfect heats and this and that. Shane's the only one on the list that had three, but while we're watching, we're watching, we're watching Owen get, not three, because they only score your two best waves now, but he had two perfect heats. So he had four, right? And we're sitting there with Shane going... Okay, so you just got pumped. No. But anyway, that was a really neat thing to be able to witness. And, and I would just say, I was what a pleasure to be able to watch that. But I want to ask Dino, uh, I want to ask you about, you know, just who do you think is going to win the tour this year? Here we are at almost the halfway point. Well, I think that Owen Wright definitely uh, put his name in the mix real quick. You know, wow. I think when I think of a, a world uh, champion surfer, really, you know, with no weaknesses at all, I think he's one of the top guys that comes to mind. I mean, uh, what he, what he, how he entertained us at, at Fiji was nothing short of uh, amazing. Oh my I mean, God. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you kind of lose, it's weird, like you watch events, you know, you watch events in Brazil and then you watch events in, you know, like different events that have more of a performance base to the, the criteria, you know, you get lost, you, you kind of forget what, what real waves and how the separation is in those waves, you know, so it's like, what Owen did in, in Fiji was it just, it really seemed to me like subconsciously I think that the tour and and the judges and everyone, I think they're going, to be a world champ, you got to have some, some, some balls. You got you to gotta have some, you got to have some, some, you know, commitment and balls in, in heavy surf. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool to do though. I mean, believe me, I'm completely blown away and intrigued by all this you know upside down inverted full rotations and lightning fast speed on three foot waves and it's just and who it's are we really, talking about when we mention that well i'm talking about a, a host of guys obviously first comes to mind would be would be philippe because you saw an absolute tear and trust me like by no means is there any disrespect towards Philippe because sure. i think he's young he's going to learn he's going to do whatever it takes because once again he's south american and he, those guys are passionate he knows <laughs> he's going to have to go to it's going to have to go to you know Chopu and Fiji and Pipeline and actually learn how to ride those waves. But right now, I mean, I think that everybody got a taste of what a, a very powerful, very committed surfer is. 
in the likes of Owen Wright yeah. and Fiji. And stoked. He was so stoked the whole time. He's coming out. He's just like, ah, screaming. And like that, to see that kind of stoke, heat after I mean, heat, wave after wave. Yeah, but he's, you got to think too, he's manhandling those waves. I mean, oh. he's like, those waves are like, you can watch it on video and blah, blah, blah. But when you're actually, when you're actually there, those okay. waves are at least twice to three times neither than they look. Oh. I mean, he's doing, I mean, you saw a couple other guys. They couldn't even barely do turns on waves that were half that size a few days before that. Okay. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, they were they were skipping uh, around and all light, and then it got double the size. And Owen was doing like power hacks on like eight to ten foot waves, and like uh, no joke. I mean, like, and those waves are like, like I said, they're way gnarlier than they look and shallow. I and can't. Then, who's the guy that just got worked? His hands went in. Oh, uh, 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 Kai Kayotten. I mean, he was doing the same thing. He's absolutely manhandling these carbs, just like God. getting these barrels, and he just stuck it inside one of those and just got piped came out came back in and it just like quadrupled up on him and so just, so yeah. back to Kate back to KB the doctor's uh, question about the world title I think it's you know I, this year is really it's a different year because there's it's really spread out I mean I you know if you look at the ratings right now and look at the results and the throw-ins I think that Philippe's probably in the front in the driver's seat still yeah you know and I think that you know with an event of J bag next it could be three footed on shore and running down the rocks, like where he can do full rotations and make the wave still. I mean, how are you going to judge a, a regular off the lip or a snap when a kid's going, you know, doing full rotations and huge airs and making the wave? Oh. That's what he's going to do, unless it's like it was last year where it's six to eight foot, and then the men come out, and then it's a little bit more power-based. But, you know, and then you got lowers for him, and then you got Europe who could be, also be small, you know. So I think he's still a, a top front runner. He's a contender. For he's the an title. absolute contender. You know, he's definitely in the mix. And then you got Mick, who's just rock solid. He's always going to be there. And I think Kelly, uh, the doctor was was you know kind of talking about me, and you know he could go on a run and win three or four events. Still, he's yeah. he hasn't really done much yet. But I think that if I was a bad man, I'd say Philippe, Owen, Adriano, still Mick. And maybe Kelly and maybe even, you know, if you look Julian. at it, like John, Julian too. John Julian. and Julian. Yeah. Those are the guys I think that are in yeah. the mix. Gosh, okay. wide that's open. call, yeah, because that's what I was saying. We were talking about different people, and I agree with every single one of those. But at the moment that we we're talking about, no one had yet mentioned Kelly. And I was like, you know what? I mean, he has had his coldest start ever. But I just feel like, you know, there's something brewing up inside of him. And I just don't think you can actually, like, take that out of – I don't think you can take that out, take him out of it out of the mix. I mean, he's someone that at any moment could just strike lightning and and you know light up. So let's just consider that yeah. you know Kelly Slater still wants his twelfth. It's uh, it's probably not super likely, but that's kind of I think what makes it exciting for this year is that there he is sitting there lurking, yeah. ready to just maybe come on, maybe not. Who knows? But uh, still, I think that there's a lot of exciting people and and uh, you know how about this one? I was you got talk to me. Oh, the, I, I want to know kind of rookie of the year. It's kind of a... It's well, kind real, of a, real quick before we go into that, you just got to look at the ratings too. It's like, this is like, Kelly still has a really good chance because there's no one else that's really, like, it's not like John's won an event or, I mean, Owen won one, but it's like, usually it's like the guys that are in the top have a bunch of really consistent results. You know, you have Adriano has three good results and then two bad ones. Yeah. You have... You know, you have Owen, who has pretty solid results, but has a, one or two bad ones. So it's like, I think that's room for Kelly and, and even like Joel, 
and even John John to kind of they can they can go on a roll and win like one or two in a row and just like and now so all of a sudden that. they're in the mix big yeah. time yeah like I think Kelly you know I think he's he's chasing it more than I've ever seen him chase it so that's kind of like it's it's a little strange to watch it from the outside because he's he's usually you know in the mix all the time but I think he's he like you could see him kind of like kind of chasing it a little bit and, and that's the only thing but he was surfing like pretty much better than anyone in Fiji and he just got was unlucky yeah yeah so, that he yeah. against Italo I mean that was you know obviously probably not if you're a betting man you could make some serious money betting on Italo for that heat yeah okay but uh, we didn't so uh, <laughs> now we're still but here what about you mentioned something really really interesting and I think it's something that needs to be looked at winning events I mean or, or at least first or second or third is what it takes to get a title. You could win a title without winning an event, but I mean, you've got to be like second or third. You got to be. I one. mean, if you're going for the title, you got to be like counting like fifths and like thirds and firsts, like or seconds. Yes. Like it's like you can have one or two slip ups, but it's like it's the consistent guy, you know. So like, and who's won more events than anybody? And um, well, Philippe won two and got fifth in bells. I'm so saying overall historically. <laughs> oh, well, it's like it's, more, it's, it's a joke. No, 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 no. I'm saying in the, Slater. You know, I mean, he's got Slater. like I don't know how many fifty something events. Yeah, one, yeah. Mixed on a bunch of events. He hasn't won for two a, years. A, like almost two years. Almost two years. Wow. Which yeah. is, you know, I think it's. Gosh. You know, I think it. He's he's searching for one and he's digging, <laughs> digging deep. Yeah. But I don't know if it's it just hasn't happened yet. I you know, and I think he last year was a really strange year because he was going for the title all year and he had so many opportunities to seize it and didn't. It was yeah. the strangest year ever. He had one. He had an opportunity in Portugal. Had a two, opportunity in France. He even had an opportunity at Pipe, and he, he nothing worked out. Came together for him, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's. Um, I think we got to go to another break real quick here. And then oh, we'll you're killing back. me! You're I, killing me, Mister Man. All right, huh? so we're gonna go to a break. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, 
self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. tuned in to Surf Talk Show with JJ and the Doctor. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also shoot us an email to surftalkshow at gmail.com. Now back to the sickest talk show on the planet. All right, we're back. This is JJ. Real quick, the 70th caller today will get a free bonsai bowl, and uh, they're right here in San Clemente, and uh, we are giving away an on-a-mission deck patch as well to the 90-70th caller, and so call in as soon as you can. For the phones are lighting up. Look at this. Awesome. All oh, right. my God. Two more shameless plugs from uh, the one and only (laughs) Reverend JJ, doctor. Definitely not shy about his commercial little biscuit launching. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so Hans, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, what kind of surfers that you think would love to see on tour? I got a couple in mind, but I want to ask you, what kind of surfers, all of us, I'd like to ask this question real quick in a roundtable kind of way. What surfers that are at the top, like, really, but aren't on tour? You know, kind of more soul surfer style of guys, maybe video guys, picture guys, whatever, you know, that really you think could be on tour. Because I'm just going to throw it out there. Obviously, Dane Reynolds is that guy. Okay. But, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. I got another one in mind I've always wanted to see in that way. But is there anyone that you just really think you'd love to see competing that isn't? Um, But not a Grom, you know, like someone that's... uh, Yeah, you know... I can't think of anyone right now. Unfortunately, I'm just kind of out of the loop these days on who's ripping. <laughs> cool. You know, that says a lot about Hans right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed. No, you're in the music. It just says a lot. That's why we brought you on for that. You don't be embarrassed at all. That's yeah. why we brought you. Yeah. yeah. That particular reason right there. There's guys around, <laughs> local guys that, that I see ripping. Of course, like Dino mentioned, the, the G-Boys earlier. Like, I love those kids. They're just, like, cool respectful cool people from my hometown that rip and i'd love to see them but you you know know, like what i mean is like people that are like kind of almost like walked away from it and are so talented like you know let's just say like a bobby martinez like walked away from something he walked away from competitive surfing that guy was and he's going wow yeah i i'm not sure where he's at these days or what his level is at but he he was when i saw him surf as the highest level possible i'd love to see that guy more He's a cat. Freak. He's yeah. a he's a panther. Yes. Yeah, I've never he's seen radical, him on a surf rank car. Radical yes. talent. Dang. Like just natural athletic abilities. Like fantastic. For me, like, you know, watching all this stuff and I think it's it's almost like any other like this is the one of the only times of ever in the history of the sport I think that almost everything is going on, the best stuff is going on on the tour. And I've never, I actually believe that, like, more than ever. And I think that's why Dane is actually throwing his hat in the mix, because you got these, you got John Johns, you got Slaters, you got Owens, you got all these guys doing the biggest, gnarliest stuff in their heats. In their heats. And it's never been, it's always been, oh, Conda Surfing's over here, and Freestreamford Surfing's over there. And it's never been more mixed into one than it is now. Like, Like, watching the free surf. You have the most talented guys most legitimate, lo, lo, most legitimate guys all on the tour. So, 
you know, I think there's a few guys that get, in, you know, the, the Tanners and Ezekiel Lows and some of these guys we talked about earlier could get in the mix of that. But right now it's like, it's, it's amazing with the world tour. It's a dream tour. It's never, guys are, it's never guys are going for it. They yeah. are launching. Yeah. I mean, like Rio is a perfect example, dude. You don't see that stuff in the videos. I mean, they're doing it in heats, but I mean, I'm not, I watch all the videos. You don't see guys doing four rotations, like into the flats. I mean, you see a couple videos here and there, maybe John John's videos, but you're not seeing guys doing that. And he's doing it like 10 times in a, you know, in a final, you know, in a final, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's, what, that's, yeah, what, I'm, that's what I'm talking hey, about. And that's why I'm going to bring up one guy that comes to mind. We talked about Evan earlier, but what about uh, his brother Eric? To me, comes to mind as someone who's just ridiculously talented. Probably doesn't put it together in heats like you know we'd love to see happen. But the raw talent of like an Eric Gosselman, I'm going to say Noah Dean's one of the one of the guys that comes to mind for me. There he's, we go. He's a freak. He has that. He has that Michael Peterson, Gold Coast raw crazy ability, rail carving, barrel riding. Cura, and then he's got these crazy Dane Reynolds airs. He's a guy that he's kind of anti, but really I don't think he's anti because I don't think any surfer on the world, if you said, here, you got on the world tour, you get to go, they would say no. no they, they, yeah. they, they throw this out there as anti shit. It's like they want to be going against, you know, yeah. John John yeah. Florence at J-Bay or, or Kelly Slater at Chopu or whatever. It's like, but to your point, I think that, you know, uh, Eric Osmond's a freak. And Noah's is a really big freak. He's like mm-hmm. they're the two of the same kind of guys. So yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm gonna throw it out there. This is another guy that you know he's a little older now, I think. But uh, I've always liked his style, and I know he walked away from competitive surfing. But Rostovich, you know, I mean, he's a guy I like his style. I, I don't know where he's at, what he's doing, but I personally would have liked to have seen him, you know, stick with trying to like beat guys because I, I, he's just someone that comes to my mind as someone I would like to see. Uh, you know, in those heats and see what he could do. So, so far we've mentioned Bobby Martinez, Noah Dean, Rostovich, uh, who, uh, Bo- uh, who was the other one we mentioned? Eric Geiselman. Eric Geiselman. I mean, you got anyone, JJ? Uh, Dane Reynolds. I mean, that's already mentioned. Absolutely, but I mean, he's yeah. like one. I just, Dane Reynolds heat still, he's like so, still the best surfer in the world. In the world, yeah. He's he, I put everything, he's my, he, I think he's the best surfer in the world. Yeah, so okay. Just, like, I mean, he might not be the best at, at 10-foot pipeline. He might not be the best at Chopu. But if you put everything all together, his turns, his style, his, his you know, maybe maybe we're a little, a little bit partial. We're from California, so we like that. He's got that kind of Mickey Dora kind of just – he just – something yeah. about the way he lays he it down. Yeah. And it's, he's so Over, unpredictable uh, yeah. and just radical, <laughs> so full bore, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those turns he was doing it, those – Full extension off the top carbs he was doing at Tabaru were just, just nuts. Laid out. And like normal people would watch it and not really know what they were seeing because wow. they don't really realize the commitment and how he was laying it down. And we were just sitting there going, oh my God, can you believe this guy? So yeah, let's just say, uh, you know, it's been a great show. We've talked about some interesting things. I think we'd love to talk to you guys for like hours more because it's oh been really gosh. good. But you know, hey, something you can pose, do is so go, to, go to Surf Talk, go, just go to Surf Talk Show. Um, you know, we're going to have a YouTube channel. We're going to have, uh, like, Deep Waters music on, on there where you can click a button, get to your, you know, right now, where do they go to find your music? Well, uh, I have an older album that's on iTunes. It's iTunes. under Deep Water. Under yeah. Deep Water. Yeah, Guys, so look it up. new, but yeah, I definitely got something on it. And, I mean, these are, these are just great conversations that we want to build on big time because it's, it's relevant in surfing. And so, you know, we want to 
we want to keep it real, keep it raw, and uh, anything goes. You Doctor. keep it real, I'll keep it raw, and the bottom line is, thank you for tuning in to Surf Talk Show, and uh, bottom line is, if you tune out, tune back in, because if not, I'll hunt you down and rip your throat out. <laughs> yeah, and I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. We're out. <laughs> Have a good week. That's all we've got time for this week. Surf Talk Show can be heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join JJ and the Doctor next week. Until then, pull in deep and remember to stay stoked, my friend. Thank you.